Mark chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 23. And he called them unto him, and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath an end. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man. And then he will spoil his house. I want to talk to you tonight about division. Where I really want to focus, at least start out with, is in verse 27. How it talks about the strong man. Now, first of all, we need to understand something about what Jesus is talking about here. There were accusations made against him that he was casting out demons because he was using the power of Satan, right? And uh, so he was trying to point out how foolish that is, that Satan would be casting out Satan, right? So that's part of where he's coming from. That's why he's telling them this stuff. So that they could not only see how wrong they are for making those accusations, but also so his disciples could understand something about how all of that works. But talking about this strong man tonight, you know, Jesus was actually talking about Satan when he's referring to the strong man. But I want you to see a different aspect of that strong man tonight. I want you to say, I'm the strong man, right? Because the same principle applies, we're just looking at it from a different way. If you look at it and see that Jesus is saying you can't go into a strong man's house and spoil his goods unless you first tie him up, right? Somehow, you eliminate him out of the equation. Then you can do what you want to do. But are we strong men in our house? I'm talking about in a spiritual sense now. You know, because Satan tries to come in all the time. He tries to bring in all sorts of things because he wants to spoil our good, so to speak. He wants to slow down our walk with God. He wants to hinder us in some way. But you know, he can't do that unless he somehow binds you up to start with. He distracts you in some way. Somehow he's got to put a stumbling block in your path. Because as long as you stay strong, he can't come into your house. You won't allow him. Look, when I'm strong spiritually, those temptations are just, whatever, man. Come on, Satan, really? That's what you're going to try today? But when you're not so strong spiritually, those temptations come, and you know, oh, what's that? 
What's going on over here? You know, you start to get a little distracted because you're not where you ought to be as a strong man in your house. I know we're using the term man, but listen, this applies to everybody. This isn't just a man thing. This is an everybody thing. So what does Satan try to do when he brings a temptation? Well, his ultimate goal is to make you slip up, right? But how does he do that? See, those temptations are distractions. They they divert your attention away from the thing that it should be on. Your attention should be on the kingdom of God. Your attention should be in service to God. You know the times that I'm weak and I submit to a temptation, what's going on in my life? I'm not focused on God. I'm not doing what I should be doing. I'm not studying the Word. I'm not seeking God's will. I'm seeking my own will. And when I get into those areas where I'm seeking my own will, well, no matter what it may be, look, it could be anything. It could be seeking pleasure for myself. It could be uh, just trying to further my career. Whatever it is that doesn't have God involved, I get my attention off of Him and onto those things. And then I become weak spiritually because He's my source of strength. You want to be a strong man in your house, you've got to keep Him in your forefront of your mind. He's got to be the, the, the thing that's driving you. When you begin to be driven by those other things, you start to become weak. Time after time in my life, I, I can't think of a single example where I submitted to a temptation and I was doing everything I could do to serve God. It's always when... I have slipped away. When I have eased up. Every time I'm pushing, hammering away, serving God, there ain't no way He's going to get me. And you look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. He was fasting in the wilderness by Himself. Forty days. What was He doing? There ain't much to do in the wilderness, y'all. There ain't no TV. There ain't no games to play. There ain't no newspapers to sit and read. You're out in the wilderness. You're by yourself. He was seeking God. He didn't have anything else in his mind. That's what he was after, was God. Right? You would think, well, he's the Son of God. He shouldn't have to look very far. Look, he was an example to us of what a human can be. Right? What what you can be because He was 100% man. So He was out there seeking God and those temptations came. And listen, after 40 days of not eating, I tell you what, bread is tempting. Right? There He was. 40 days. Those temptations came to Him. Real temptations. Real temptations, y'all. But because he was seeking God, because he was on the right path and not distracted by these other things where he could be bound up, he overcame temptations. 
This ain't just about temptations tonight. Verses 24 and 25 talk about a kingdom being divided and a house being divided. And once again, I understand what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about how can the kingdom of Satan be divided against itself because even Satan knows that it won't stand. But you know, that's what Satan tries to do with those temptations, with those whatever they may be, man. It may not be um, something you want to do, right? That temptations don't have to be things that you desire. But he knows that's your weak spot. And he'll put something in your path, or he'll use something in your path. He may not put it there. And what his goal is, is number one, to divide you spiritually. And number two, to divide the body of Christ. He wants to drive a wedge between every member of the body of Christ in any way he possibly can because he knows when he does that, he's he's weakening you. He's weakening you. See, Satan's patient, y'all. Oh, he's patient. He likes to just kind of chip away a little at a time. A little here and there. Because he's subtle. He's, he's crafty, right? He likes to sit and study you and find those little bitty flaws that he can... You see, that's what somebody that's... You ever heard anything about how people, how they mind granted and stuff? They look for cracks. They look for cracks. And if they can't find cracks, they make some. They drill holes and they put dynamite in there. Why do they do that? Because that's now a weak spot. And when that thing goes off, it separates it. You can't... See, have you ever tried to put a firecracker in your hand? Most of y'all have not because that's stupid. (laughs) Right? But y'all have heard how you put a firecracker in your hand. What does it do? It explodes and it kind of... Oh, it kind of stings a little. But what happens if you close your hand? It hurts. You'll lose a hand over it because of the the pressure that builds up inside because you've now confined that thing. Same way with granite. If you were to go tape a stick of dynamite to the face of granite, it wouldn't do any damage. You've got to get it inside, in that little weak spot, right? Somewhere that it can be surrounded by something. And that's exactly what Satan tries to do to us as individuals, as a body of Christ. He tries to find some little place, some little something he can drive between you. And you know what he does? Y'all know how a wedge is shaped, right? It's a little bitty at first. But the more he hammers away, the bigger it gets. Y'all, this ain't a game. 
This is serious business. You think your life is not in jeopardy? You think your spiritual life is not in jeopardy? Look, it's a battle every day. I'm not telling you this because I just can't think of something else to say right now. I'm telling you this in all seriousness. Satan is after blood. He wants to end you. Isn't that what the Word says? It says he roams around the earth seeking who he may devour. I've never seen a lion devour anybody that, that survived it. Right? I've seen people survive attacks, but when you're devoured, you're totally consumed. That's what He wants to do. You know why He wants to do that? Is it because He hates you so? It's because He hates God. And He sees God when He sees you. He sees what you're doing for God, and He wants to end it. Now listen to me. We all have an obligation to be strong men. We have an obligation. Look, it's for your own good. It's for your own good to make sure you stay a strong man. How did Satan, I mean not Satan, how did, how did, um, who's the strong guy in the Bible? Samson. How was Samson defeated? Was it because of the, the cord they bound him with? No, they couldn't bind him like that. You know what it was? He succumbed to temptation. He got off into a place he shouldn't have been. Wasn't focused on God. He was focused on a woman. And Satan began to pick away at him, right? First, it was just a little nagging thing. Oh, leave me alone, woman. I ain't going to tell you nothing about this. This is between me and God. You don't understand this. And little by little, over time, he gave in. He divulged the secret to his strength. Then they were able to bind him. Right? You can't just walk into somebody's house and expect to overtake them. You're foolish to do that around here especially. But you know what you can do? You can wait till they're not paying attention. You can wait till they're sleeping or or wait until they're you know, maybe they're the type to sit around and drink alcohol. Wait till they're, you know, a little tipsy. Wait till their attention is somewhere else and then you can rush them. But you can't do it while somebody's on guard. Satan can't come at you and have any impact when you're on guard. He doesn't do it normally. What he does is he waits and watches and says, you know what? I know when this happens, he's always weak. That's when I'm going to attack. Now look, y'all know your weaknesses. You know the areas in your life that Satan has had victories in the past. I don't have to be the one to point them out to you. You know. You know whether he has victory in an area or not. 
So what should you do? You should be vigilant. You should be actively seeking God. Because see, you don't know when those temptations are going to come. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll get up in the morning and I'm a little tired and feeling kind of lazy. I'm saying, hey, I don't think I'm going to read my Bible today. And you know what happens? Temptations come. Because I wasn't vigilant. Because I wasn't serving God like I ought to. I wasn't seeking Him in my daily life. Daily. Daily. Right? Sometimes many times a day I need to be turning to God. Because Satan's going to come. It's guaranteed He's going to come. A house divided can't stand. A house divided can't stand. So what does that mean? How does that apply to us? Look, we're body of Christ. You know why I don't care to spend too much time with other churches? Because we don't all believe the same things. You know? We don't. We may be Christians. I'm not trying to say other churches aren't Christians. But we believe slightly differently, you know? And that causes division. Especially if it's a point that you just can't get past. I believe this way, you don't. Look, causes division. If you can't get past it and overlook it, then you need to move on. Right? you got to find a place that you can be unified together with your body. Because what happens is Satan notices those little conflicts and he says, okay, I'm going to use that. Every time I get an opportunity, I'm going to use it. And I'm going to hit that wedge one more time and push a little further apart. We as a body of Christ have to be unified in everything we do. Especially if we want to be successful in serving God. Otherwise, you know what we're doing? We're, we're always looking around trying to fix our little problems. You can't be successful and victorious serving God when all you're doing is fixing your little problems. I'm going to stop right there. I want y'all to go out this week and remember we're supposed to be a strong man. I know he was talking about Satan, but there's a principle there you can learn. If we're strong, if we're keeping our focus on God, we won't be succumbing to temptations. And we'll be unified. 